0: sit the floor, let the body sit the floor. let the body sit the And welcome to episode 117 of the Virgin Heresy podcast. My name as always is Jodie, I'm your hostess with the mostest and tonight um we have a bit of a different lineup for you in who's here to chat but we'll introduce everybody in a minute uh we are talking all things almost all things black library um as we can see you know as we sort of got a rough idea that we're coming towards the end potentially of the siege of terror books um with the biggie um and horace looking for the rumble in the jungle very soon um I thought it would be fun just to have a chat about that and, and talk about some of our favourite short stories and, and that sort of stuff when it comes to to Black Library. Um, so let me introduce who's actually here tonight. So on the on my left, because as always we're in a virtual studio, um, is one of our Discord members, absolute gent, um, goes by uh, King of Ka- King Chaos Online, and trust me, he is very much the King of Chaos and um we love him for it he's stepping in tonight to help us out as Nurgle's rot has decimated half the podcast it is the one and only mr anders how you doing buddy
1: yeah, i'm doing fine
0: hi Hi. Right, glad to thank you for jumping in and being on and thank you for being part of the whole discord crowd as well my dude yeah no worries it means a lot and it's a lot of fun so uh, yep you are jumping in doing the hero's work this evening and speaking of doing a hero's work, on the left of my left is technically he's either in Stockholm or somewhere up north where the polar bears roam and the moose are used by the police to, to chase down any sort of uh, vehicle that has an internal combustion engine, is the one and the only Mr. Joachim Moritz. How you doing, bud?
2: Oh, I'm fine. And up in the north.
0: You are up in the north, right? I wasn't sure where you were this week, but... Uh, how how are the the old reindeer and the polar bear? Are they behaving themselves, or are they? Uh...
2: Yeah, we got fifty centimeters of snow this weekend, so I've been shoveling my shoveling and hurting my back.
0: We oh yeah, I, I can imagine actually. Well, we've we've had barely five millimeters of snow, and it feels like bloody ice outside. So um, Godspeed to you, sir.
2: <laughs> For chaos in in Skåne, I assume.
0: Oh yeah, absolute chaos. I mean, we're a sea level town. That very rarely see snow it's it's like watching you know it's like watching the world end when people are having to scrape ice off their cars it's, it's horrible um and then to the to my right or the right of my right or all the way up top of his throne built on the uh dead pretzels and empty empty beer cans glued together with the tears of his enemies is the one and the only mr freddy how you doing buddy
3: You know, unlike Joachim, I fucking detest the snow. Yes, (laughs) because it means that I have to pay for more electricity. And now it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I wish I kept my diesel car. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, you know, I still think, hey, solar would have been a good idea, apart from the fact it's bloody dark half the time or more now. And I don't think my my neighbours would appreciate a diesel generator in the in my apartment. So yeah, I I, I hear you, man. Even for a single single dude like me, that the the, uh, the electricity bills are definitely going up.
3: It's insane.
0: Oh, it's madness, mate. It's absolute madness. Um. So yeah, before we start talking, let me get a couple of things out of the way. Um, we are obviously here. You're listening to us in whatever way you've chosen to listen to us. But if you do find it a bit difficult, you can always find us on Spotify. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, a few other of the uh, podcast catchers as well. Um, if you want to keep up to what we're up to date with what we're doing or saying, uh, Facebook, we have our Facebook page and a Facebook group, um, which we'd love to welcome you to and all our new members since the last time we gave you the shout out. We have an Instagram when we update it. We have email, which you can find on our Facebook page. Most importantly, um, we have our Discord channel, which has been building very slowly over the last uh, sort of couple of months. Um, And as I said, uh, Anders is part of the team, he's part of the Discord um, family over there, and uh, Joachim is actually one of our, I don't want to say moderators, because we don't exactly have to moderate much, but he's definitely one of the support squad who helped me out um, with running the channel. So it's greatly appreciated that that both of you are involved in that way. So you've always got a chance to to interact with us on some form of um, social media, wherever you want to. For a second time, we are going to be doing listeners' questions. Oh scary. Yeah, I know, right? They're going to be coming up at the end of the podcast, so once we've finished our main topic... Once we're drunk enough to... Well, once you guys are drunk enough, I've got to stay so called sober, sadly, but, you know, somebody has to keep this ship on course.
1: And you're the one chosen for that. Uh,
0: I, I guess I volunteered myself.
1: I'm going to go get a drink, too.
0: Yeah, go for it, my man. Go for it. You deserve it. But, uh, no, in all seriousness... Um, at the end of the podcast, like I said, we've got three listener questions, and then we will be putting a request out four more for our very last uh, podcast of the year, which will be our end-of-year wrap-up, which is awesome, because part of that wrap-up will include the draw for our Patreon raffle, uh, and you have... um, You don't have a long time left to join the Patreon raffle.
3: And I need space in my fucking garage.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do. You need your your garage back. Um, But I would say um that you're looking at um if this goes live when i plan it to you've probably got until the let's have a look 20th something along those lines let me have a look something, I'm just, something something 20 something something 20 something 2022 yeah yes you've got until the 20th tuesday the 20th to join up for our for our podcast patreon which you can find at patreon.com forward slash Varangian heresy um There'll be a link in the show notes to this one as well, because if you are with us, even for this month of December, for the very first time, uh, for every month you're with us, you will get a virtual ticket into a drawer um, where we have a bunch of prizes, including an uno- uh, a full Age of Darkness box. We've got a pair of Sicarans, a pair of Rhinos, I believe, and a couple of box squads as well, all of which will get ra- a rationed, raffled, rationed, raffled, Thank you, Jody. Um, raffled off um, in a drawer as part of that episode. Um, so, if you're one of the lucky few who are part of our um, Patreon, you're in very good chance um, of picking something up. So, i very much look forward to doing that. That was easy. What's everybody working on tonight? Uh, let's start with let's start with Freddie. Um, what are you oh, hobbying nice. on? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs>
3: on a raffle night. <laughs> Right now, I just finished uh, uh, my son's uh, Rhino because I promised to do, th- do that uh, while uh, podcasting because we're pissed off that I could spend time with him before he went to bed.
0: Oh, dear. So I, pro-
3: so I promised to do like uh, his Rhino that he got for his birthday. Oh, nice. Uh, and uh, I finally got like my order of uh, my colors. And I've gone through five pots of fucking flat black. And I realize I haven't even done like four panels. So I need more. I need to order another bunch. But uh, the plan is to try out the just to guy that one, uh, the Titan. Yeah. Once a once it's black and purple. Ooh, nice! Which is obviously one of my choice, oh, personal choice colors. But
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. You know. uh, so I'm gonna try out. I ordered like a bunch of. Oh, I'm gonna grab it in here a bunch of X. 16 purple. So I'm going to do so. I'll, I primed like every single panel. I finished the head because I put some had time into painting the head
0: mm-hmm.
3: like with the crew and stuff inside. So it looks really nice. Yep. And I assembled like all the weapons for some pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. This is why I need you guys. This sucks to do this by myself. Um, and and done then that. I, yep. It does. <laughs> and now I'm doing all the. I'm going to do all the panels before and make sure that they are okay because after done the panels then I'm going to assemble the body mm-hmm. it's a massive beast mm-hmm. because I want to be sure that I have the panels correctly like in the color that he he would want in me yeah and he's happy with that before I start knocking away on the actual model because you know how the skeleton works that will be mostly just uh, different shades of metal Mm-hmm. It's it's like the, the bang of the buck is in the panels. Yeah, I want them to look good. And besides that, I, I did a Nightlord Rhino uh, and Night lord Venator, so they're done uh, for like a their hobby game later on. And then I also, for Christmas, I hope my son doesn't listen to this because he uh-huh. started playing Battletech online because of his stupid old man and 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 I actually did a twenty-eight mil atlas that Ryan Kimmel sent to me. Oh wow! Uh, and I painted that up for him, and I wrapped it in a Christmas present, so he's going to be super stoked when he gets it.
0: He is going to be very stoked. Man, I love to I love to see that uh, your boys are getting it well,
3: I, I was stupid enough to, not to take photos of it, but on Christmas Day, it's not heresy related in anything, but you know, Christmas Day, I'll take some photos and post it uh in the discord chat so you guys can have a look because i did kind of use all the military modeling techniques except oils because i only had one night to do this shit on one <laughs> because he was gone for one night and i needed to do like all these sneaky santa stuff
0: yeah well sounds like you got it all covered mate which is what counts so yep. uh nice job my dude nice job indeed uh let's see who else has been working on stuff joachim have you been doing any hobby recently? Anything to share?
2: Well, I've been trying to up my Atramentors to a 20-man unit. Oh, be? So you can finally do that 20-man deep strike footprint on the table.
0: Oh, that's going to be so rude.
2: <laughs> yeah, but it's not finished. It's just the plastic gluing stage. And I'm also doing myself, actually. I got it. Surprise present for my. Let's see now. My, uh, well, my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. me, myself as a as a twenty-eight millimeter model. So I have to. Oh right, I was gonna say that. Right, that's... It's one of
0: those copper
3: models from the zombie like World War
2: II. He has like a cop uniform and a frying pan in one hand, uh, and a beer keg in the other. So <laughs> he knows you well. Pretty accurate, but. They're coming over for Christmas from the from the states, so I have to finish up before they arrive.
0: Nice. But so yep. you got a lot. You got a lot keeping you busy there, by the sounds of it.
2: Yeah. Other than that, it's just more Night Lords.
0: Always the Night Lords. Yeah. Well, You got a pre- how many points do you reckon you got now with the Night Lords? Me or Joachim? Well, I was going to say Joachim, but uh, yeah, both of you. To be fair, maybe two thousand five hundred. I think not that many four thousand Oh, four thousand See? All right nice little runoff there at this right by this point you're gonna be um, you're gonna be gunning quite nicely for some big armies there boys I like the sounds of it i'm gonna I'm gonna jump over and ask Anders my friend have you had any hobby progress you've been working on recently
1: yeah uh I actually posted it in the uh hobby pics just now because when they you started talking to it I remember that I actually remembered to take pictures this time. <laughs> show, show off! How dare uh, you? <laughs> no, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been trying to cleanse my palette a little bit from the 30k with I'm uh, um, uh, hand painting uh, an an entire Stormcast Eternal Army in non-metallic metal. Wow! Uh, and I've been painting my Sons of Horus. I've actually finished one, no, both tanks that I have, and uh, I. Uh, I finished, I think it's 20 normal Marines so far in a chaplain. Nice. Uh, and I actually got, uh, <laughs> I became a little fan, fangirly. I don't know what to. Yeah. Uh, posted a picture of my uh, Horace, uh, Sons of Horace on Facebook and uh, Duncan Rhodes <laughs> commented on it. And I might have screamed out loud when he, I saw that. Uh,
0: it's a natural response, my friend, it's a natural response, it really is. Um, I've got to say, is that a Praetor you've got? Because I will add the pictures as best I can to the to the uh, post when we do it. The dude with the what looks like dual lightning claws, is that the chaplain or is that the... No,
1: that's the Praetor, uh, it's not a Praetor, that's actually uh, an old Forge World miniature I found in my bits box that I converted to a Reaver Sergeant for the Sons of Horus,
0: that is so, so pretty. I've got. Yeah, to be and honest, he has man. the.
1: He, it's the um, the arms from the Raven Guard. Yep. Set that I just liked how they looked really menacing.
0: <laughs> oh, they do. Those giant claws look so nasty. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know what it is. The sons Sons of Horus sea green color is it, it always gets me no matter what. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: know. yeah. Uh, I stole it all from. Um, from uh, Cult of Paint, actually. That'll uh, make Henry very happy to hear. Yeah, he uh, he is my inspiration. Nice. So uh, I I stole his entire uh, paint scheme, uh, except for the oil wash. I don't have an oil wash, so I used uh, a thinned-down streaking grime instead. Uh, it's Basically the same thing, I think.
0: Yeah. I can't believe you're mad enough to do an entire... Army and non metallic metals. I mean, power, power <laughs> to you, my dude. But, uh... Yeah,
1: no, I, uh, I, 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 I used my, uh, airbrush for so long that I felt I kind of lost, uh, my, uh, brush skills a lot. Mm. So I thought, how I need to train my brush skills back up again. So I thought, well, why don't I just paint an entire army in non metallic metal? And, uh, yes, you yeah. do. And I, I really should not be allowed um be allowed to be outside without adult supervision from now on.
0: I I <laughs> I I I don't disagree with you. But um I mean, damn, you nailed it. I gotta say, just just to one thing I do wanna say, 'cause it's it's one of my favourite line troop minis, is that Sons of Horus Banner Bearer. Oh
3: yeah. Oh, yes. yeah that, the old school one.
0: The old school one. That is one of the best minis yeah. um I, I don't know why but it is just it's something so striking about it i absolutely love it i really really do um it's gorgeous so uh yeah i mean all, all the work really nice job and like i said we'll we'll put it out we'll add it to the show notes as well
1: yeah a lot of these pictures are uh, pre um streaking grime and stuff as well uh the normal marines are the only ones that are uh the finished so to say uh i'm still working on the basis though i haven't quite on the basis
0: oh dear what a shame (sighs) (laughs) and that's all i have to say about that matter (laughs) um no really nice work dude uh and i'll say myself i'm not currently working on anything particularly um i am however Trying to work out where the hell to fit a certain computer ready.
2: Yes. I love
0: you. I love you and the right. boys. Thank you so very much for that. Um uh, get that up and running. And I I must have the, the only thing I've actually completed today that is anything really positive is I have adulted and I have ordered Christmas presents for my kids, which isn't that bad. And I bought a vacuum cleaner today. I feel I feel every every one of my almost 41 years right now, I bought a vacuum cleaner, and I spent time researching it.
3: Is it is it run by the Omnisire, like a robotic one, or is it like... It bloody uh, well
0: will be when I'm done with it.
3: Because <laughs> I'm angry with my robotic one. It fucking never does what I want it to do.
0: Oh, those things. See, now, I love those, um, but I also know the fact that, one, I'm clumsy as fuck, so I'd step on it. Two, obviously, I'm not a small guy. That would be catastrophic. Or three, I'd try and boot it by accident while walking and then injure myself further. So, no, it is not that sort of a robotic one. It is a slightly more intelligent. um I guess you'd call it upright Hoover or whatever it is. But um right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not even sure that's what you could. Well, uprights are the the, the old-fashioned ones with the hand, the, yeah, the whole thing. The is. opposite important. to the
3: downright ones.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's 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 uprightly, uprightly awesome, but downrightly cool, um, or something along those lines. So, so I've heard the kids say. God, I'm making myself sound even older than I am, but it's not far off. If I floss to that. <laughs> we shall, we shall floss away, and both of our broken bodies will attempt to uh, stay in one piece long enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, as far as, as far as actual hobby stuff is concerned, directly, I haven't done anything for a little while now. Um, I finally got a lot of the supplies through for the stuff I want to do. Um, certain badab projects. Uh, finally got some lube for my uh, proper gun oil lube for my. Um, finally got God. some lube. I finally <laughs> got some lube for my airbrush. Let me quantify uh, that.
3: For sure, of course, of course. Yes. You're not single or anything yet. Yeah. What no, else
0: could it be used for? Absolutely nothing. Not, there is no such thing as unwanted friction burns, no matter what anybody says. I am um, building up now to get a couple of uh, painting products underway. Uh, I know I've talked to a couple of the guys on the Discord server about starting maybe a slow build Badab Force thing starting in January, so we're going to have a look at doing that. And the wonderful Pontus is working on a little custom job for me for um, some uh, Space Wolf bikers for the future for my 30k army. So I'm
1: very much. They better to- all
3: have fucking cigars and like basically. massive sideburn and look
0: like uh, Wolverine. I'm going to
3: be oh, disappointed. Don't
1: forget the aviator glasses. Yeah.
0: Well, they, yeah, basically the, my plan is that they're all going to look like, they're basically going to look like the sons of anarchy. Um, ideally with like, you know, Ron Perlman in the lead and all that sort of stuff um that's literally the vibe i want to go for um i don't know if they'll all have their their right their uh club cuts on and colors and all that sort of stuff but they're they're, they're going to be on with shotguns and have plasma guns on them might not be optimal but it's going to be fun um so that's, Sons yeah, Sons of Fenris. yeah Sons of um, Fenris chapter uh, 13th chapter soon to be lost in the void um something I thought they, they came back like twice Probably they're probably, they're probably... I, like
3: completely confused uh, 40K of <laughs> no, the 40k fluff.
0: No, it's like the Black Crusade, man. It's it's the thirteenth Black Crusade over and over and over again until they get it right and yeah, whatever. Um, with yeah, exactly. Um but that is that is sort of hobby and what we've been working on.
1: Um now I mean, it's Badab wars. It's one of my favorite ones.
0: It is, isn't it? Badab is very cool.
1: Mainly because the Corcaradons.
0: I think I, I love the fact that they came up with uh, a Space Marine chapter, huh, Legion, let's be honest, that that were based around sharks. And they did it in such a way that it was cool. Um, space sharks. Yeah, space sharks.
3: <laughs> I sh- mean, sh- Shark Tornado wasn't good enough.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 To be uh, cool. fair, they're one step away.
3: Anders. Um, yeah. uh, Go and check. I think it's like was it General Kill or something? Like major kill. Major kill. Check this fucking. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Get that shark boy. I uh,
1: I also got the uh, I got Port Robo and converted him to Tyberos the Red Wake because I wanted the size. Nice,
0: nice. Um, I'm not going to say I need a picture of that, but if you happen to have one, that would be very amazing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, to be fair, (laughs) yeah. Shut up. I mean. But still. Um but no, I mean this is literally this is one Legion or uh, chapter where they were one step away from being biker mice from Mars and they actually nailed it, I think. Um, which I I'm, I really like. Um but yeah, um Badab is cool and we will be talking more about Bad in the new year. Ooh. List. Considering we, we, we dropped Foreshadowing, mm. yeah. <laughs> Considering we dropped hits like a, like dumbasses a couple of episodes ago we might as well keep the hype train going um <laughs> exactly um, a
3: bad app over christmas
0: are you now uh, Ooh, that's gonna be interesting wow we'll see what happens um but let i tell you what we can do that we've got some big news so we're hmm. gonna roll on over to our um our news desk which is basically us spinning in our chairs pretending to go somewhere else um because there is some new stuff to talk about since we last came out and something very big, um, which I'm not going to lead off with because I'm going to lead off with the thousand suns upgrade kits. What's everybody's, I mean, I, I, do we have any thousand sun players here?
3: I wanted to pick thousand sun, but the fucking missus said, no, you're doing night tours.
0: Oh, the whip crack says it all Yeah, no, as it always does. <laughs> yeah, True, mate. True. But what do you think? What, what does everybody think about the upgrade kits? Eddie, yes, knows, hate it, don't hate it. Doesn't really bother it's, me.
3: It's more Egyptian than the old ones, I reckon. But that's maybe mm-hmm. that's just me because now, like, uh, I think it's like you have the hole underneath the eyes and stuff. The Egyptian symbols, mm-hmm. like a bit more visual. But I think they are more, but also less. If that makes sense.
0: Yes, they're very. Um, they seem very streamlined, but they do stand out.
3: Because the other one was like space wizardly to the max, like the old upgrade kit, Mm. and these this one seems like Egyptian, but you know discreet in some sort of way.
1: Which and a nice
2: nod to the old, the ancient Egyptian Sons of Horus eye. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I like the shoulder pads, but I'm not. I might have to look a bit uh, better pictures of the heads. I'm not sold on them yet. The pictures yeah. on the Warhammer community site isn't it's, it's not very optimal. Yeah, it's just I don't know. it's 3D.
3: Take photos of the head straight on. Why not on like a 38 degree angle or something?
0: Yeah, or or even just post it on a on a model. You know, I mean, technically there are pictures of them on the model. If you actually look at the, um, on the on the community article, they're there. Yeah, but actually, do, it, like really
3: good like 360 things.
0: Yeah, no, that's what uh, I was going to Have say. they I stopped suppose. that or? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think they're there, but I don't think it's till they're actually up online for sale. But I don't know if they have them for the um, for the upgrade kits. But
3: one of the things that actually struck uh, struck me about the upgrade kits: how come they're not like the 40k upgrade kits? uh where you actually get a little mini transfer sheet
0: i don't know good question 412 if you are listening for some peculiar reason nespa can you tell us why
3: i actually think like kill me
0: now (laughs) because i'm going to praise
3: 40k a little bit i actually think that the 40k upgrade kits are way better because they're like the old iron hand upgrade kits where you got like some random arms and some shit and you got some transfers but you get not enough it's bullshit
0: because you have 14
1: elements or something. Yeah, no, I have the the uh, I have a few of the Iron Hands upgrade because I have a Primaris uh, Iron Hands army and they're f- fantastic compared to the to the upgrade kits I got for the Sons of Horus, which by far is the most good looking one. Except for um, was it the Night Lords one? I also liked.
0: Yeah, I I really like the Night Lords one personally. I think that one looks and, really uh, cool.
1: And the Iron Hands or Iron Warriors hmm. uh, was also a favorite of mine. I, I stood between those three armies because I will never play a loyalist.
0: Bar to you, man. We're on the same side there.
3: Besides the Space Wolves, which we never
0: talk about. Hey, they they, they can play both sides. They've done it before. <laughs> Space
1: Wolves never got an upgrade kit. You want to talk about that upgrade kit? They, no, they never no. got one. No, it doesn't exist. I'm
3: <laughs> saying like- I don't think any of the upgrade kits are like, some of them aren't like, wow, this is so fucking cool. But none of them are like, except the one that we don't talk about like Like, oh, this is shit. I just want to vomit all over this crap. But I think it's lacking something. Like that extra piece of flair that you get with the 40k upgrade kit. But yeah. maybe I'm just being fucking complaining.
0: I will say this, though. I got to admit, the 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 bareheaded sergeant, ahead i think that's one of the best sculpts they've done um outside of probably the night lords one so far i just think that screams like egyptian style i think that is chef's kiss spot on it's almost like horace it's very close Um yep. and, and i like that um i just think that that is abs- that's what stands out on this kit to me that one is just absolute chef's kiss um spot on um personally, uh, but then again i I, I, I say it, it's it's the the night lord's one with the the pale vampiric look to him was also just beautiful.
3: I'm just wondering why they've moved away like because previously they were like fucking mad mad about scarabs,
0: yeah, but now
3: it seems like there's no scarabs at all ever again.
0: I don't know. I, it feels like they're they're sort of going for this transitional phase of the Thousand Suns, where they're not all the way like all, all the way wibbly wobbly, but they're they're sort of going in that direction because I think they go a lot more in that direction once you got to the forty k kits. Personally, I think they maybe sort hang on. Maybe we should slow this down.
3: Okay, but That's if, if I could way. be passive aggressive here,
0: <laughs> by all means. No, it's kidding.
3: The thing is, this feels like me a little bit before they fucking become way too space wizardly. This would be awesome as kind of like early Magnus period, or even pre-Magnus period Thousand Suns.
0: Oh, the what are they called? I can't remember the name of the chapter at that point. Uh, the Legion at that point, but the the sand-colored scheme that they have.
3: No, but I'm saying like because it's very mellow. The, yeah. the space wizardly on these ones. So it could like but it it's also Mark Seven armor. So it becomes weird. Mm.
0: See now I'm gonna take us a jump from there to the newest set of upgrades that was released. And that is the Salamanders heads. And they the, it's, I swear they looked into the future and saw what you were saying, Freddie, and they changed it up. Because on this one at least you get some side on views of some of the heads. Um, so I'm going to put it out there. Who's got an initial take on these things? Yes or no? Love them or hate them? Uh, I
3: I guess before Anders loses his shit, I'm going to take the positive spin on these. Uh, (laughs) I actually don't find these too bad. Like, I don't mind these. But I've never been, like, a massive fan of the Salamanders anyway. But, you know, this is kind of what I expect from Salamanders. I just think that if you look at the old forgery ones, they look more grimdark. These are a bit too clean, but... I think that's the new way they're doing it. But hey I think
1: that's the way they're painted as well. I think they're painted yeah. a bit too cleanly.
0: Yeah, I think we've had we've had I mean we've had this conversation especially with Henry a few times. I think it's down purely down to the 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 desire to show off the model rather than make it um uh, what we would probably call tabletop realistic, maybe. Um uh, because they want to show off the sculpts, the lines and everything, and the way they paint them does that but it doesn't naturally fit. Maybe our aesthetic is something a little bit more worn and weathered. But um, go on, Anders, hit us with your take on these. Ah,
1: It's it's a shame they didn't get any shoulder pads, only heads. (laughs) I refuse (laughs) to acknowledge that they got uh, got shoulder pads.
0: Let me guess, there's only one, one Matrix movie. It's the one they released first and never released any other after it. Yes good as long as we're all
1: on the right, right, right track i mean the oh, oh the so you go from the decal like the transfer salamanders uh and i saw um christian has done on this on all of his salamanders they look really good like oh, they're yeah. very stylized like super imposed on a white and then they release this excuse me shit not holding it's, back then, it's, my dude. it's space wolves all over again what the oh. hell Dude. What did we ever do to you, Games Workshop? Did someone pee in your tea?
0: It does... I've got to say this, and this is going to get me shot by somebody, and I understand, but I've got to say this. Um, do you know what it kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of a Power Rangers Zord.
1: Yep. My thoughts, exactly.
0: And I'm sure there's lots of people down for that. I'm not a personal fan of it. Uh, Yoakim, yeah, well, you got any thoughts, my dude?
2: Well, I think the helmets are... Really nice on the salamanders. brings mm-hmm. out the lizardry of them. Mm-hmm. The sholopads, I mean, I've seen maybe one salamander army on the on the tables. Uh, not a very popular army up here, at least. But I think the color, white and, and black, makes it stand out much more. And it would be nice to see them in some other colors. Uh, I think you can make them look okay. But I see what you, what you say about them. Sort
0: of dinosaur stuff. Yeah. Kids like
2: dinosaurs. Yeah. Just watch Peppa Pig.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Don't. Don't watch Peppa Pig. Don't. Do yourself a favor if you haven't. haven't My son introduced
3: me to some uh, Peppa Pig of YouTube. Uh, Actually, I enjoyed. I'm not going to go more into that, but... I obviously had to tell my son he's not allowed to watch these sort of things, and then I could watch it in my own private
0: time. <laughs> but... I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the one you're on about, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Um, yeah, there's... Uh, yeah, let's not... That that brings up some very scary memories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have I been. Mean, again, overall, people are going to love them, people are going to hate them. They, they're not as bad as they could be, looking at you, Space Wolves. Um, but uh yeah, I th- I think they I think they do the job, and I think if if you're right, if you if you I think basically get the heads and then buy transfers for the shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's my take on it personally. Um, for what it's worth, I just uh, I I love I I love that they're producing again. I'm not going to knock their producing stuff; it's great. Um, but uh, I would very much like it. Um, if for some reason they could just release some better stuff. Well, I was going to say a ten-pack of shoulders with some nice trim, and then ten transfers in there,
3: and banana fur for the fucking space wolf.
0: (laughs) So yeah, we'll take a bunch. Fuck it, I take a bunch of bananas right now. I really would. I I need something to make wolf pelts out of.
2: The thing is that you could paint them much more interestingly, or you could have them just some predators and make them stand out. Stop yeah. being
3: reasonable, Joachim.
2: That's why you're here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I really like the the Sons of Horus ones mm-hmm. because they're super slick. Like the there's no extra stuff. It's just the eye on the shoulder pad, and the the heads are one of the best upgrade kits I've seen.
0: Frustratingly, I think it's why one of the ultramarine shoulders are probably one of the better ones as well. Yeah, it's very simple. It's the ultra mean upgrade kit. I, I dislike it, but the shoulder pads are probably the the smooth one of the smoothest like, sets of shoulder pads. Here I have now.
3: another 10 normal beacon pads.
0: I mean, yes, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you on any of those points. I'm just saying the shoulder pads are kind of cool. I like them, but hey, that's just, that's just my thoughts on it. Um, then we have, I don't know if we're going to go into huge amounts of detail on this because. <sighs> It's very easy to get lost on rules discussions and and things, but there has been a new FAQ released by uh, by GW for the Heresy. Um, it needs
3: its own episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Between the Panoptica, the the fact that Mournival Boys have released their own set now, their own set of rules mm-hmm. between and the FAQ, we could literally have an entire rules episode f a q episode I think I'd probably want to claw uh, we're working
3: on
0: yeah exactly oh i I was gonna leave that for you to talk about, so that's good, but um, I just think that it would i would claw my eyes out going through that episode a little bit, um, but it's still needed. I'm just is there anything that massively stands out to you guys from this that that makes you go, okay, that's super important or that that's you know a big change or a big importance or does this just feel... Because I'll be honest, I've tried reading through it. I've gotten through about half of it. Um Or does it just feel like it's more housekeeping on some of the stuff they should have gotten right the first time?
2: I think as FAQs, there are... No, but FAQs are always things they should have done. And there's still a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Uh And I don't think they address all the big issues that we've had. Uh, some of them are, some of them are not. Uh, I mean, you have a few things that we all know.
0: Mm-hmm. Adding, adding a bit more common sense to, to what they've written, basically, by the sounds of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, for example, the effect of damage on passengers explodes uh, when you have transports. You have to place them where the vehicle was used to be,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and one inch from animal models. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. I know they needed to FAQ it, but that's the rule that was. Sorry, I yeah. just missed it. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: Annoyingly, it raises the question of why wasn't it there in the first place, but...
2: Well, there is a lot of those, and I, I yeah. heard some, I haven't read it yet, but someone said that the Kribges got assault vehicle, or drop-pot routes, whatever, they changed the Kribges, as it should have been from the beginning. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of these issues that exist, because they were rushed it, although they had a couple of years doing it. And I assume that people told them. I hope so. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to see more of these FAQs. And unfortunately, it's just going to make our rule books even thicker and more complicated to read. Because if I may say anything, the one that designed the layout of the rule books and the Legion books, go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, but... It's not the most intuitive book, is it? I mean, they're not no. intuitive. They don't feel intuitive.
2: No, it's sad. Mm. Being 2022 and someone who has been paid to do it, it's sad.
1: Looking through the... the... the Liber Astartes one, didn't Medusa and Immortals already have Breacher charges? Aren't they just immortals but uh, or um uh breachers with uh with cooler names and stuff
3: no they didn't wow there yeah, was their own unit option
1: yeah i know they're for the iron hands but i thought they were like they had breacher charges because they're breachers you would think that
0: um i personally can't
1: mm-hmm. comment but... but it doesn't they're not really
3: breachers. they're a mean an immortal squad yeah but they look like breaches but they're not breaches. They're mortals.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, it's 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 a certain type of logic.
2: It's good old R- rules as written as rules as intended. Um we all know which guys are screaming the loudest. Yep. So that's also another common sense thing. Of course they should have been breach charges on the losing mortals. So no no big surprises. And I expect many more of these when they have time. Um,
0: I'll tell you what I will say. Oh, sorry, Colin, Freddie, you were about to say something.
3: The, the, the only thing that has been, I know that has been like an argument before, is the whole hold the line thingy with the, what you do if you fail the moral check and when that happen, which they've cleared up, which mm-hmm. can be a massive game changer once people actually play it as it is. Because what happens if you catch something that is falling back anyway?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, sad, will... sad
3: panda.
0: Yeah. I will say. I tell you what. I will say. Not particularly the the main rules or even Legion of Starty stuff, but they did release the um, the legacy units for the Solar Auxiliar list. I I I really really do not understand why they have decided to jack the price up. On so many different um, models, Play, the playing costs. So you're talking about super heavies in the 750, 850 point range. Yeah. If you don't want them in games, in games under a certain points limit, just say that. Don't jack. It, it just feels it. It's and then, of
3: words, like point wise, uh, all the legacy things that they've ever released. Oh are yeah. Written in
0: Oh, they
3: addressed it. It's I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, even like with the old space space stuff Uh, on the plus side, though, is that they've finally included units that has never been included before.
0: True. So at least there's some there's some house
3: that we had to go to fucking good old um, apocalypse Mm -hmm. books and shit to find rules for Yeah.
2: And and my pet peeve in these are uh, Stormlord.
0: Oh yeah,
2: forty capacity, and now it only has ten transport capacity for seven and fifty points. And a Vulcan Mega Bolter converted one for for my world eaters, and now it can transport ten. You know what it
0: was, though, don't you, mate? It failed some sort of OSHA. Via, it had an OSHA or health and safety violation. I have seatbelts. That's why they changed it. <laughs>
2: Every time every time I think about it I need fucking blood pressure medicine.
0: <laughs> it was failing the Euro crash test requirements, so they had to make sure everybody was seated with three point seat belts.
1: Yeah. It was so bad that almost Top Gear made an episode of it. Oh god.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so bad Richard Hammond almost gave it a test drive. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um yeah, I mean it's Again, I think you're right, Freddie. I think we'll, we, we should do a, a, an episode, probably the start of the new year, um, about all the different, um, different FAQs and rules and everything. On, a po- on, on the positive side, I like that they're at least doing this, that they're tidying up certain stuff and they're making sure that there's answers. They're putting in an
3: effort and they're keeping it alive. Uh, it's just that what they're doing is they're addressing minor quirks, not the major problems we have with some of the game mechanics. Yeah. But that's more political, I assume. Or what do you guys think?
2: Well, to be fair, uh, they need to keep it up if they want to have it as mainstream game. And by doing that, they will address things, maybe not that we are concerned about, but they want to keep it, as you said, alive. Uh, so I think that we're going to see much more of these Fast FAQs I mean we're we're used to one FAq per year perhaps and now we're getting them like by month
1: that hmm. seems more like uh, th- it seems more like they could have done a better pre-work of it instead of releasing one every month they should have released like worked a bit more on the books and made it good from the start
2: yeah but then you have to pay people to stay focusing on the game and not leaving. In the middle of production.
1: Yeah, I can see how that's a problem for Games Workshop. <clears throat>
0: well, I should I should try. Good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think I, again. I'm always going to go back to the fact that we have cool stuff now, and they're making effort to make it a mainline game. I'm always going to come back to that, but I'm never personally. I'm never going to let them off the hook because how many times through all the recent games. All the different versions of Forty K, all the different versions of Age of Sigma, even back to Fantasy Battle. Maybe, you know, Rest in the old. World, rest in peace, old world. Um, have they gone through this process and had to come out with stuff super quick to fix things? There's just, it, it just, it's. What's that phrase? It's like the um, retired. That's a short version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I was gonna go with the definition of madness. Um, but yeah, basically it, it feels like it's a it's a pattern of behavior now. It's not it's not a hiccup, it's a pattern of behavior and it's a choice.
1: Oh yeah, we're all definitely in some sort of abusive relationship with the Games Workshop and the rules. Yeah, but the the
2: thing is they have to decide are they a rules creating company or are they a model creating company? If they make cool stuff with cool models, listen to the community, take the best bits and make the rules work. Uh, Releasing fancy books that cost a $1,000 billion for someone in the hobby is not going to cut it.
0: No, and and to actually answer that, they've always stated that they are a model company. They're not a gaming company.
2: Why the fuck are they changing the rules? every second year. I mean, the reason, the main reason that you stay with the game is that you are consistent with the rules, that you can build models. I mean, if you look at how they did destroy the old world, with a great campaign spanning over four books, uh, that you didn't even have time to make an army for the first book until the world was destroyed. And campaign is over, and now we have AOS. Uh, Yeah, the the models are so fucking expensive, so the rules don't need to change that often. Precisely. Uh, And if they are a a model-focusing company, stop changing the rules all the time. People don't need the changes if you make them okay at the beginning. Stop the pay-for-win because people don't even have time to pay for the win because they can't even finish an army before the next edition is out or the next codex if we look at the 40K side. Yeah. 30K is consistent, and we hope it stays that way with minor changes. But if it's going to be an influx of rules, as there are in 40K, I think most people will say, "Okay, we're going to play this edition and stop just taking the next edition. Um, But that's because most of the players
3: are like old, grumpy people that refuse to accept change. Yes.
0: This is true. This is very true, and I think we all fall into that in one way or another. So that fits as well. I'm going to say this: we're going to we're going to take a break from our news channel and our our news station, wherever we are now. We're going to spin our chairs and come back to the real world or the the, the virtual desk, whatever it is um and we're going to move on because like like i said we could spend hours talking about faqs and rules and everything
3: and, and, and we, games workshop politics
0: yeah um, we will much we like will.
3: real real life politics is there's like a never ending story <laughs> you goes. open that pandora's box
0: and we will we will do that at some point in the future that's a promise we'll even get these guys back on again if they want to join us and talk about it but um what i do want to move over to is Our main topic this evening, because as I said at the start of the show, there is um, there is a a general narrative sense that Black Library is gearing up towards the climax of the the heresy or the well-known climax. It depends how many conspiracy theories you have about who won the war when and all that sort of stuff. But um,
1: we all know Magnus did nothing wrong.
0: Exactly, hundred percent.
1: And the heresy uh, is all about Grammaticus.
0: <laughs> it is. It is just. It's just John Grammaticus's story with a few billion deaths in in the way of it. um But uh now, what what I want to what I thought would be fun to talk about is is just Black Library as a whole, the heresy as a whole, and so sort of to get into that discussion, um I will say potential spoilers ahead for different stories. We're going to try and keep away from the newest books um uh, i'm not as religious to the one-year rule as jp is um love you jp by the way but uh it is important that there are spoiler, potential spoilers ahead for depending on how far into the heresy series you've um listened so you have been warned so actually god i'm gonna shoot myself in the foot from the start um actually going back to what we were saying about the feqs about the get about games workshop being more a model company that makes rule sets and you know all that sort of stuff from that point of view uh, existing that that's one thing but they really how do i put this they put they knocked this one out of the park when they create when they got when they created black library as a whole for um supporting and, and expanding on the, the the, yeah expanding on their miniatures and and the universes and the lore that exists and the oh, creation to be, to, creation to be fair
3: if if there was no lo- lore mm. there would be no miniatures
0: to produce this is true but i think um, what i'm trying to get at is that i think black library is is a, a i don't know if i um want to say a, a it masterstroke, is the stroke but it is it is the okay. best accompaniment to the models that i think is 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 possible but i wanted to get your your thoughts on it guys we what, what's your general thoughts on black library and what it produces etc overall um let's i'll throw it to joachim first what, what are your general thoughts on black library and what they've done um with what they've produced
2: right uh a bit of a a uh, uh, a long draw or something like that. I mean, I started playing role-playing games in 1982, and I don't think that I own a role-playing game that has this much fluff or background material as the Horus Heresy have. I mean, it's 60 plus uh, books Mm -hmm. produced solely for miniature game to give you a background story of your army and an arc of how they evolve and what the characters do. and It's amazing. Every fucking book you read, you want to start a new army. It's amazing, uh, to say the least. Mm Some of them might
3: even say cunning.
2: Yeah, cunning. I mean, whatever. They're giving us stories. They're giving us art. They're giving us inspiration. They're giving us stuff to do to... uh, make this fantasy even bigger. So I say, keep on going. Whatever you do, it's going to be good, because the writers are, to some extent, not that good, but still usable. Mm -hmm. To some extent, are just insanely good. Uh, Some of these stories are just fantastic material to use. Mm-hmm. And I think that they capture the characters or the, the legions in every book. Uh, I mean there are some some dirt thrown towards the dark angels for their for their <laughs> books. But but I really enjoy the one of the last ones I, I had here was uh The Angels of Caliban the Emperor and Slaves. Number 38 When they start hunting for Curse, and by doing that, they become the most tyrannic and fascist movement ever seen on Ultramar. uh That's amazing just to see how far they are willing to go to meet the goal uh, to, to find and, and hunt the Night Haunter. The, the, the...
0: You're right, Night
2: yeah, the night haunter. That's just... Yeah. It, it brings a new death depth. And you realize how fucked up the lion is. How <laughs> extremely... Uh, how to, to what extent they will go to meet their goals. And they're not around saving people.
1: Yeah, they're fa- fa- fanatical. Yeah, fanatical
2: fascist. Fucking assholes, and they're the good guys,
1: like everybody else.
2: <laughs> so that's just. I think the stories are amazing. Uh, there are some some. I mean, I like Night Lords, so uh, I find some books better than others. For example, Pharaohs Dying of the Light is amazing, even though they they lose. As a spoiler, though, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing to see how how they act and how treacherous they are and how murderous they become just because that's in their nature. And that's the Space Marines overall or the Legions is the nature is so strong within them that they can't help themselves doing what the Legion is in their essence. For example, Night Lords are the murderers. Ultramarines are the shining diplomats, the and diplomats are the judges, they just kind of when well, it's the wrong turn at some stage, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, the are the, are fair are the em-
1: yeah, the empire building, yeah, builders. Mm. That's so, that's I mean,
2: every, everyone has that aspect in their legion that makes them stand out, and hmm. we can associate them to some part of, of the human culture. I mean, they were inspired by them, and then, uh, how do you say, uh, they make them stand out with those few uh, few attributes. But the one that I think is most uh the the, the, the most tragic hero is uh, actually the world Eaters. Those are the most tragic ones in the whole series.
0: What what's your take, um Anders? Black Library as a whole, however far you're into it, what are you what are your thoughts?
1: uh i actually like it but i i can't read books Mm -hmm. so i think it's it's not enough audio stuff on there Uh, because with my adhd sitting down and reading a book is i go 10 minutes and then i go away in my own head and i start thinking about quantum physics and paint theory and then all of a sudden chocolate chip cookies and coffee and then yeah, it's a roller coaster in there. So I, was, I would hope they had more audio stuff. But otherwise, I love their like a lot of their books. I li- I listened to Valdor, Birth of the Imperium.
3: Yeah, that's a good one. Uh,
1: and I, I I distinctly remember one. It's a space book, uh, Space Wolf one, but I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, it's a Remembrancer. I think that's they're called.
0: A- Pro, uh, Prospero Birds. That's one of my yeah, favorites. Like,
1: uh, yeah, because he uh, the Remembrancer gets taken in uh, as a skull with the space wolves, and then he gets to witness is it uh, Nikea? An yes. Uh, and uh they uh, he also witnesses the burning of Prospero like at the front lines and stuff. Uh and the uh, my my non Horus Heresy favorite one is the uh, Night Lord Omnibus with Talos. Uh, it's a combination of the the Soul Hunter, the Blood Reaver, and the Void Stalker book.
0: Isn't that uh, Aaron Dempsey Bowden? Oh yeah, he did that. He did that, and then he do um the Black Legion series as well. I don't know. Forty uh, K. I think he did. He did a. Uh, the black legion one which was uh is apparently really well loved I, I must admit personally i haven't listened to um any of the 40k stuff but
1: uh yeah, yeah. no it's it's very it's not as 40k as i thought it would be um it's uh in 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 my head canon it's it's uh, right after heresy mm-hmm. uh not not too far into the future from the heresy uh, and then i listened to uh, another one that's the called the abyssal edge mm-hmm. also very good night lords book and uh, Misbegotten by dan abnett
0: i must admit i'm starting to see uh very much starting to see a, a night lord between you three for some reason don't know why
1: um, um. Well, it's the books are—it's the ones that I've found. Uh, I've listened to a lot of it, but uh, I can't remember—I can't remember all of it. I have—I—I uh, I, I put YouTube on my speakers, and I use uh, like uh, there's a guy called a Border Prince on YouTube. He—he mm-hmm. uh, he does audio stuff. Uh, I just finished his um, his Gaunt's Ghost uh, Sabbath World Crusade books that he reads Uh, but yeah i listen to a lot of the youtube stuff and the 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 audio books i love them especially the voice acting in some of them is fantastic
0: oh yeah i mean I'll, i'll say this um i mean i i love black library full stop i love what they do what they bring to um the worlds that we love and all that sort of stuff and just the sheer amount of expanded um lore stories options for army creation all that sort of stuff i love it but i'm just like you i i have a hard time concentrating um with reading so i love audiobooks um add the voice acting when you get not only do you just get you get audiobooks but then they do audio dramas Yes, right. yes, the um, dramas. Uh, what's the what's the one I'm thinking of? Ah, um, uh, binary succession is one of my favourites. Um, which is just solving the whole Mechanicum on Earth, uh, becoming adeptus Mechanicus thing, and is the audio book is great. The audio drama is another step above, and yeah. ha- has me in a grip band, and I love that sort of stuff. I mean, I, I've personally just finished listening to the very latest um, that's been released. Uh, Son of a biscuit is it Echoes of Eternity. I can't remember what it's called. Um, the latest. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's Echo of, of Eternity. Yeah, I'm literally just pulling up Audible now just to double check, <laughs> just to make sure I got it. But well, yeah, uh, Echoes of Eternity. Uh, and yeah, awesome stuff. Um, Freddie. Yeah, you I mean, you already had you said a bit, but you know, give us your <laughs> thoughts, my dude, because you you are you are fluff, our fluff dude supremo.
3: I enjoy reading books and listening to audiobooks. Sometimes uh, it's just to get. Sometimes I read it myself and then I listen it listen to it uh, the audio version mm-hmm. just to like kind of kind of enhance or if I missed anything because I'm, I'm I I like you guys i love reading stuff (laughs) uh and i I think i read too fast that's Uh, one of my problems
0: i've done that before yeah yeah. it's
3: yeah
1: um... i'm I'm so jealous of people who can just sit down and read a book it's uh, it sounds fantastic to just escape into the book but i i can't do it
3: yeah uh it's kind of an escape. It used to be an escape piece of, reading. now I don't fucking have time to read books. So hence the audio drama becomes way more convenient because you can just smack that on when you go on the subway or if you're driving in your car or, uh, and stuff like the few times you're actually not fucking working or doing family lo- logistics.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, and something like I, I remember driving from uh, Toowoomba down to Melbourne, I-, I listened to A Thousand Sons. And I have to say, uh, reading Thousand Suns, I super enjoyed. But listening to the entire uh audiobook kind of just made it even better. Because it uh, like it, it gave me more of a feeling like it, it painted better pictures than I, when I was reading or actually made the pictures much stronger, probably because I read the book beforehand uh, when I was listening to it like that, it, it was like playing a movie in my mind which is kind of cool um but yeah uh, the the thing like Joachim Joachim said uh he's being a role player back in the 80s uh there, there's a bit difference now compared to when we started playing these games because i remember playing like good old space marine the horror series it was like one box just to explain why the fuck marines, why you only got marines in your box, (laughs) to fight against other marines uh, it wasn't that explained, it was like, and then it was uh, Sons of Horrors Uh, We're only a chapter back in those days and shit but you know, they expanded on it so much and it, they've done it really really well, but they're not the only company doing it, and they realized that that if they write stories, hey who hasn't read a book and wanted to start a new army? Mm-hmm. No. Good marketing, marketing right there, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and same, it's like you, you look at D and D, you look at Star Wars, you look at any other fr- franchise that, or any miniature franchise. You see that they—they, they, you know—they write heaps of book. Everyone is doing it now because uh, they realize the more stories, YouTube videos, fan fiction uh like kind of online content, whatever sells miniatures.
1: so and what they took from that is they made Warhammer Plus.
3: oh, yeah, I yeah, know that's another sad sad story, <laughs> but we don't have to go into that. <laughs> but I have to say the the strongest thing about Black Library, they have uh, the one thing is we we all read black Library books that we think are like, yeah, not really good. But we also read Black Library books with authors that they, we don't know. There are no Aaron Delsubayens, no Dan Abbott and so on. That we think like, fucking hell, this was a good book, you know. Uh, and I think they have, the, the, like the biggest good thing, like the biggest success for Black Library is that they have a stable mm-hmm. of about 10 authors that always fucking knocks the ball out of the park. When they write a book, but they also have the courage to try new authors, which gives you like some some of the books that we that you read or audio stories that are super good are not done by Ab- Dan Abnett or you know Aaron Denspe- densky Denski Baud and, and such. So I think that that's the thing is like they they're really good. And then another super strong point is they took the George Lucas approach. To the horror series, if we're going to focus back on that, uh, being, being one of the lucky few that I've been to like most of the weekenders and talking to the authors, they do the whole George Lucas approach, they actually have a proper timetable and they make sure as much as they can. I know no one is perfect, but as much as they can, they're not contradicting each other's book unless I am <laughs> it's meant to be contradictory,
0: yeah. A, which,
3: that's a, that's which I think, get. yeah, which I think is f- that that is, you know, if you want to complain to Games Workshop or anything, you can't complain about that because that's professionalism,
0: yeah, they really I, I love that. I mean, one one of the one of the weirdest things for me is and I hope you guys remember was a few years back when they released the picture of like I think it was like six or eight of the whatever number it was of the authors uh, when they were actually planning out the uh, siege of terror books. And they had pictures of them in the writer's room and they would actually see them planning stuff. And that sort of blew me away when I saw that. Cause I was always like, Oh, they've got their Alan Blythe or they've got somebody who's kind of keeping an eye on it. But no, these guys were full on all the way in making sure that they had uh, plans and everything. And I, I just, yeah, like you said, Freddy, professionalism, control, consistency. I love it. I think it's absolutely amazing.
2: Yeah, and the, and the thing is also, it's evolved. I mean, as you said, Freddy, it started out with the box of space marines versus each other. And we all heard the story about, well, they couldn't print another army, so they had to make a civil war. And then they just expanded like any any good game or, or role master or game master, whatever Daniel Master thus is expanding on inspiration or just wing it, and they winged it pretty good, yeah,
0: yeah, they took a good thing and ran with it, didn't they? yeah, I, I think that's the best way of putting it to to a description. They took a good thing, they ran with it, and they've been running with it since, and they haven't really dropped the ball.
3: one of the su- successes that they did, and especially like um in the early uh, Imperial armor books and stuff is that they actually played games. And then the games, like, I remember talking to some of the guys, uh, at a heresy, heresy weekend there. remember me meeting Andy and fucking Jervis. And they were like, they were talking a bit like back in the olden days, they played a couple of games of 40 K and stuff. And then they, they kind of wrote that into a story what happened. Like, the entire fucking, almost the entire bad war is just Alan Bly's playing games. Which is, and then he's a ge- the man is a genius, you know? Oh, Rest yeah. his soul, but... That's it, just beautiful. <laughs> it, it's, and, and that is just like Joachim says, that is some good fucking dungeon mastering right there. Because they're all old fucking role players. Because That's back the... in the day, remember fucking Rogue Trader or, like, the early editions of Fantasy? They were more role-playing games with
0: miniatures. Yeah. I mean, it does, it, it does, uh, I was going to say, it does just show um, a massive understanding of, like, organic storytelling and making things um, come together in such a way that it's, it, you you take the natural, you take what's, what you can create and then expand on it further. Um and I think it's amazing. I mean, I I do want to say, though, I think that I still believe, and I, I challenge anyone to really pull me up on this and find something better. I still think the Black Library series has the best, like, opening paragraph of any book series. Absolutely. Which one is that? That's the one in... Uh, Oh, Horus <laughs> rises, the very first one. In the day Horus slew uh, the emperor. I was there. The the... Day, yeah, I was there <laughs> the day Horus slew the emperor, because it <laughs> is it. Not only is it an immediate hook, because if you know the story, you know that's not the case. But if you don't know the story, then it's like, oh, that's interesting, and then you see how it unfolds. Yeah. And I, I just think it's so. To me, personally. It was so impactful when I heard that. I went, I literally just out loud was just like, "Wow, that got me," and now I'm not putting this book down till I finished it. And I didn't. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I actually binged the first three books in one go. Uh, yeah, back when I was actually really good. That's it. impressive. Uh, I had about as much of a life then as I do now, so I mean I'm not surprised. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was, it was worth it, and you know it, it hooked me. And I, I think know, that's...
2: I have a, a thing here. I mean, if we, if we talk about Scandus or our Tales storylines, or that we want to create the same thing, but within the universe, yeah. with respect to what the Black Library and, and the guys are doing, to build a story and let the players unfold whatever's going to happen mm. in the story arc. No one cares about if the traitors or Loyalists wins. But we want to make a great story about it and then spin off the next event on what happened before. So that players that have been with us for a while can see, oh, this is the transition from Battle 1 to Battle 2 to Battle 3. And Mm -hmm. now we have the epic resolution at the end of the year or whatever. And then we start over, okay, this happened, and then you continue to build the campaign and let it branch wherever it will go.
0: I'm probably going to say something unpopular to a lot of people who are hearing me, but I think that's something that feels far more unique about the heresy compared to other gaming systems that GW have. Um, it feels like that is a reality, that we can do that, and it makes sense. Um yeah. And I think that's because of the size of the game, that its legions and its grand numbers of you know, in the background, it's ground grand numbers rather than limited to skirmish forces of, you know, super duper duper soldiers now in the forty first millennium or whatever it is. Um and I, I again I love that. I think that's something that's so such a unique selling point about this particular game, um, uh, that we, we all absolutely know and love. Um,
2: You can play from Centurion to to Apocalypse games.
0: And let's not forget, Centurion is a fan made.
2: Yeah, whatever fills your box. You can play how many points you want, how small games you want. You can play even like you only have 10 models and make them all individual. Whatever. You can find somewhere in the fluff that uh, gives you the authority to do that. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Titans to to small skirmish games,
0: mm.
2: and so yeah. and battleships, and yeah. you take in, in anything you want is okay as long as you get a good story. Mm. And that would be what I emphasize on every event is that do a good story. Hundred percent. Don't bring actually all the whack.
0: It's not about. It's not about that particular instance it's about the story and where it go where it's come from where it goes to next yeah.
2: um uh, actually, i'd rather play a game and lose on the final dice mm-hmm. and have a great game with great armies instead of stomping someone in round two
1: yeah that's very fair um, so, so no last cannon spam i guess i have
2: only the ones on vehicles
1: it's a man committed to the cause. <laughs>
0: um what I would say is this though, because it's actually quite when you talk when we're talking about this sort of stuff, something that sort of comes to mind. With the legions that we play and love and you know, or even the legions that we, you know, we see others play and that sort of stuff. With the books that you know and the stories that you know, do you have like a favorite legion? arc throughout the heresy is there one of the legions that you go yeah i i appreciate that that's something that catches me something i really enjoy something that maybe you didn't think of beforehand for that legion but now it's like yeah actually no i get it i see see that a bit more is there anything like that for you guys in there or any particular legion that just sort of jumps out at you thousand suns thousand suns wasn't expecting that one
3: well i've never been a massive fan but the story is fucking good.
0: Yeah, anything specific that you like about it? Anything you can expand it is on? It's super,
3: super tragic. And, you know, very un- unexpected. Like, I, I think they-, they really nailed because they were one of those legions that weren't really explained that well prior to like the Black Library doing the series. So they had a chance to do something really unique there, and I think they kind of nailed
0: that. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I think it's got they've got they've got some of the most iconic um, history points of the heresy. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, myself included, for a long while, I didn't realize that Prospero took place before the heresy started. Yeah. The actual Burning Prospero.
3: Well, for being a legion that weren't involved that much in the fighting, they're involved in everything. Yeah. But they're part of everything in one way or another.
2: Yeah, and then, and I mean, they are pushed or pushed themselves into traitorism, or to be yeah. heretics. Not by the intent of becoming their own gods by the choices they make, they become the enemy of the Emperor, and therefore they become traitors.
0: It's almost like, I mean, yeah. Uh, who,
2: it's almost like a game master would have done that to a player.
0: Yes. Yeah. Again, bringing it back, I like it. What about yourself, Joachim? Have you got a favorite Legion arc?
2: Well, uh, yes. World Eaters. No, sorry. Uh, yes, World Leaders. I mean. That's, one of the greatest stories ever. Because we all think of them like the well-eaters in, in 40K when we started. Oh, they're all red. They're all chopping heads. Mm-hmm. And I remember just reading the from the beginning I started. I read Skulls for the Legion, Blood for the primarch. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, I can see something. That's where the, it started. And that's yep. also back towards being being a game master. You want to implement something that later you can see that it's twisted and it's turned. And you realize, oh, this is the first touch of corn.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you have the total lack of empathy from the Emperor that like Angron is the only one that cannot save his friends or, I mean, the ones that should become his legions, are just butchered as dogs. And then he becomes this sort of rebellious son that that the father didn't acknowledge or, or give sympathy to to his cause. And that just turns him fucking crazy. And I would say The Betrayer, the book 24, Betrayer Blood from mm. Black God, is fucking amazing
0: it's one of the best books out there i've got it personally i've said it many times i think you have as well freddy i think it's probably the one of the best heresy books
3: it is so good and and the thing is uh, talking about the valdor book Mm. uh when and then you know the whole tragic story and you know about the father that's you know not there obviously this is weird because they're (laughs) sons but and how of all the scenes when they're talking uh, in that lab and he's like this is subject number 12 and I couldn't remove the nails you know he will die like um, that's tragic Yeah. <laughs> so he cares but he obviously being one of those fucking dads that can't live like he loves his son but he doesn't have the emotional capacity because obviously he's fucking autistic or some shit so he can't hold this kid and hug him but he loves them Does that make sense? It's like one of those climatic thingy that he has, because he's, if you read, what is it? There's another book when it explains the emperor, when he actually becomes the bonded one of all these shamans, Mm -hmm. to become this superhuman or the the ultimate being,
0: Mm.
3: he has to sacrifice certain things of his humanity, which comes back into the space marines being kind of... uh, smaller copy of him has to sacrifice part of their humanity to become yeah. something better. Yeah. And, that, and the entire red thread throughout the heresy is this sacrifice of this emotional part, like parts of their emotions mm. actually makes them better anyway, because they the flaws that are still left, the, the few pieces of humanity they still have left. Is the things that fucks them all up.
2: Because they, they don't get the hold. Then it is, as a reader, you can see that they are fucked up. But they can't. And, and this is the, the, sort of a touch toward um, totalitarianism, or fascism, or whatever you want. To remove the empathy, to remove the sympathy, to just do the right things that are effective. And that's what's makes them non-humans. That's makes them angels of death. And they're supposed to protect the humanity, but they don't. At the same time.
0: Yeah, they they can't connect with the humanity, which I think is the saddest part of it. Uh there's there's a lot of lament lament uh lamenting.
3: They can on a theoretical level. It's just yeah. they can't the, on an empathetic
0: Yeah, no. but it's there's no. a lot of lamenting by the Marines by just individual line marines, when you go through some of the stories about that fact that they they have lost a lot of that from themselves, um, which I find quite interesting. Um, and as my friend, have you got anything that you you got a particular legion that you like? Their story as it goes through.
1: Yeah, I like the sh- so. There's two of them. I like the 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 space wolf stuff. Hmm. Um. And I like the uh, um uh what's his face um con the betrayer mm mm-hmm. and I like the um uh, the night lord stuff yeah uh the heresy for the heresy at least, but I mm-hmm. think one of the most underrated uh, guys from the black Riot library is robbie Mcneven, but he hasn't written any any of the uh, the heresy stuff. He's only right. written 40k. Is
0: there anything particular in the 40K, his 40k writings that you'd recommend?
1: Oh, yeah. The Carcharadon series. The Outer okay. Dark <laughs> and Red Tithe. The, the Red Tide. In the Red it's, Tide, uh, it's a prison world and the Night Lords uh, bring some demons and stuff and the demon goes, oh, shit, they're Carcaradons I'm out. Jesus and the Night Lord goes, wait, you're scared of them? And he's uh, like, yeah, but you're an entity of the Warp. Yeah, but those motherfuckers are scary. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, I might have to have a look at that.
1: Yeah, no, I have both of the books, but I, I can't read them. Yeah. I own them. They're in my shelf, but I, I can't sit down and read them. Have they
0: done them on audio yet, or nope? Damn it!
1: So I might have to uh, enlist someone to to read read them in audio format for me.
0: Yeah. If you do, let me know. I'd be up for getting listening that way. Yeah. That would be very helpful for me. <laughs> um, I've got to say though, for for my personal take, I would actually say. Uh, I mean, everybody's going to go. Oh, you're going to go Iron Warriors or Space Wolves? Nope. I actually think I love the Sons of Horus story arc throughout the whole series cuz I mean they do get featured a lot and they start off as a very well respected well put together well rounded legion and it's more of it's more of a reflection of the absent father trope
1: yeah that you have with always. the ab-
0: yeah, as you have with the Emperor and the Primarchs, you have it with Horus and the 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 Legion. And for its Legion's, the legions reputation, it, it shows just how heavily it was born around um, Horus. You know, and there's a massive... And spoilers, there is a massive turning point for me, which is the death of... Uh, again, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers the death of malachus the twisted because when Mal- malachus dies the why why he dies and what he does his death is very noble very it's a sacrificial uh, death he's doing something for his primarch the person he loves and it has the desired effect but from that point onwards to me as a as a fan, as a listener, as somebody who's watching and listening to these stories, that's when the sons of horror start to go off the rails in a bigger, bigger way, where it becomes more factional, where it becomes more um,
2: war bandish.
0: Yeah, back to the Cthulhuian style. Back to Cthulhuian style. Exactly, selfish um, and petty. Yeah, but I mean, there there are still those who are trying to fight the good fight within the cause. I mean, like abaddon is clearly someone who's trying to fight the good fight in there for the legion um he's still trying to do everything for his father and still trying to do everything um the right way but even he he i want to say hubris but he succumbs to the desires of trying to prove himself to his father and try and do something spectacular which sadly doesn't work out for him and i don't want to go into details on that because it's one of my favorite parts of the siege books um but it's it, it, yeah. it, every, every one of them comes low in the end every one of them from where they were they come low and they they lose that grandeur and mightiness that the legion had and they become you know like you said freddie war bandish um egotistical self-driven um it we're think you know, when it starts to break down, it really breaks down. Um and stuff like that. And I, I think it's it's beautiful to it's a beautiful story to to, talk to when you look at it. And it makes me it it makes me smile every time. Because personally I didn't pick up on it up on it until literally again the sort of the last Siege of Terror book that I was reading Echoes of Eternity, because there are Points in that book where you suddenly go, oh, oh, yeah, he, you know, Horace really hasn't been around. He's been doing exactly what he's accused his father of doing. Yeah, and it's it, it, it hits a sad note
2: but because the irony. It, yeah, isn't that a theme throughout? I mean, all the relations are patricidal.
1: Oh no! Yeah. It's it's all very daddy issues, all of it. Yeah, yeah. it's and all it's, very.
2: But it's just... a it, it's a great theme because if you if you look at the classics, mm. what do we have? We have patricide, brother Grand's brother, civil war. There's yeah. no love stories. That's what's missing. There's no ladies in distress that needs to be rescued, because all the ladies in distress are armed with knives and guns and kill you. Yeah. yeah, and are like drop churches <laughs> on you for fun. Yeah, so or slap,
0: slap a Primark. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And thank it, God what? for that. That we don't have them. Yeah, it's not needed for the story arc, and it's refreshing that it's not mm. built on that. Although, female representation, we can all do better than that. Yep, of course, heresy, anyways. I but think... he does does have
3: some of the fucking best female
2: characters in the
3: entire fucking universe. Oh yeah. So so some sort of world... space captain comes
1: yes. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> to best in. captain is Lotara Sarin, yeah. Yeah. who shoots uh one of the world eater captains in the face for leaving his post on her ship.
0: It's her fucking ship, my dude. I think oh, that's yeah. pretty and, well settled.
1: Oh yeah, and she she also uh uh, like picked a fight with Angron and Karn on the state. Yeah, I yeah. anyway, you know
0: you. You were going give a direction there. Sorry, you, sorry. I just I don't want Lio to lose his place on that one.
2: But I mean, Lothar and Sarin is is someone we will admire. But we and we can have that discussion on how we need that more. But anyways, you can see the the classical themes of patricide, mm. brother against brothers, civil war, and betrayal. Everyone is betraying everyone in the end. Uh, We start out with this glorious, this great civilization that are retaking the the galaxy, and it turns into civil war. And in the end, when the 40K emerges, there are no legions. Mm -hmm. They are bound, chastised to be only bands of thousands. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they have degenerated to small war bands. All of them have. Even the space marines are just small war bands because the great whatever civilization the, the emperor built died with him and he's dead. But he hasn't realized it and the world is not ready for it. So I think they, they've taken some great themes from the classicals and just emphasized them in every novel because every space marine is just one thought away from betraying their. Captain, where their greatest loyalties lies—brother is brother—but the patricide or brother side is just living inside of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. And one he, of
2: the
0: oh, sorry, combat. Yep.
1: Yeah, and wh- one of the other ones, if you want to like follow just a single marine, the the Garrow books mm. are also fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They really, really are. I mean, and, it's... and they're in, you can get them in audio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you uh, a lot for that one.
0: Yeah,
1: and you also get
0: the... all the
3: mini stories as well.
1: Yeah, oh, all the like the the oath of moment, uh, the shield of lies, sort of truth. All the Garrow books are fantastic, and you just follow one guy.
2: Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to take out some some short stories, I would take out the. The, the long night with Sevator.
0: Oh yeah, which one? Okay, you have to remind me which one is that because that's actually a question I had was about short stories. But oh, we're getting there already. Which one is that one?
2: The internet says Sevator escapes Dark Angel's prison only to bring justice oh. to child abusers. Oh yeah, that well, is yeah, an amazing it's,
3: story. It's the one with that astrophat girl, yeah. That is
2: yeah. And it's yeah. amazing because we all know. That when he gets out, it's gonna get dirty. Oh, and yeah! Does. And we're just oh, yeah. and this yeah. is the, the hero we want him to do the things he do because there are others that are worse than him, and they are the good guys. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh yeah, that's brilliant. And 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 in all in all, I would like to to quote Wolverine on this: terrorists or traitors. Is what the big army called a small army.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at this on a, on a more philosophical level, the emperor is the great fascist, and the traitors are just rebellious towards the great power that will consume everyone and makes everyone to one will. So they are the freedom fighters, but they are in their turn turned by some entities that want to bring. Unjustice or chaos or whatever to their means of of uh, the the
1: great demonhood
2: or whatever fights they have. Mm. So
1: the great, the great game.
2: Yeah, it all turns into a big pile of fuckery, <laughs> and, and no one is. No true. one is good. No one is <laughs> anyway. good. No, that's true, and I mean it. It reflects the same thing that that we see that who is the bad guy it's only a matter of perspective because here we can follow Samatar in the long night bringing justice upon a, a a child abuser which is one of the most heinous crimes that everyone hates
1: yeah but he does him really dirty too I think I don't I don't think he he doesn't give him like a quick death oh no <laughs> no, no he's he, he should, goes we... full on night Lord on him right yeah, oh, we, yeah. Shouldn't, we shouldn't spoil this, but it's it's night lordish. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I remember because I remember. Yeah, sort of. A, I like
2: your face. I will wear it.
1: Yes, so, very, yeah. very. It puts the lotion on yeah. its skin, or it will get bored yeah, again.
0: The very silence of the lambs. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but but, anyways, we we enjoy it, and we like that story of him being that murderous bastard hmm. making justice, but he making justice upon the one that's supposed to be fair. And that's the duality in the heresy, that we all can find something somewhere that justifies to using that legion.
1: Yeah. One of the other ones that are uh, Sevatar based is uh, the Prince of Crows.
2: Oh, yes. I really
1: like that one.
2: That's a good one, when they, they uh, give a gun to a man and tells him to shoot him in the back if he gets an opportunity.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes, that's it. That's the isn't it? When he shoot, he's uh, isn't that Kurz telling him to take the shot or something like give the guy yep. a gun? Yeah,
2: see what and happens. That, and that's the point. He's actually saying that if given the opportunity, people will turn, people will do bad things. That's yeah, punish them. Yeah, I mean, he's Batman on steroids. <laughs> the, oh, yeah,
0: oh, I mean, yeah, no, let's be fair. That's that's Batman if he had. No moral compass whatsoever.
2: Well that's the thing, the moral compass. What is that? That's I mean the philosophical points in these novels you can go outright drinking beer all night and just talking about are the night, oh, yeah. or the night wrong or in the right? Are the ultramanes in the wrongs or in the rights? Are the dark angels? You can speak of all of them because everyone is The bastardized version.
3: It's like a constant uh, circle of lesser evils, where everyone is more evil than
2: the other one at some stage. Yeah, Yeah. because they do the things that a normal society wouldn't do,
0: and they lack they lack the empathy and the humanity to keep them in check, or to at least make them question it.
2: I would like to quote a friend of mine who done a lot of work in Africa. And I mm-hmm. asked them, what's the difference, what's the biggest difference between living here in Sweden and in, in the normal normal in quotes, democracy and going down to East Africa's chaotic world? And he said, well, we can afford morale. Mm. And that's the point. Morality is just something you can afford. That point. Because if you're you are starving, or your children are starving, you will steal. Mm-hmm. Although you know it's wrong, you will do it to survive. So yeah. the question is just, how can you afford the morality? Because no one will die out of just pure moral. Everyone will go outside their boundaries to survive. So that's the point that these novels make. Like, we do this decision to survive. You have to kill a billion people. It's better than a, a thousand innocent dies than one traitor survives. I think it was in the Realm of Chaos books. Yeah. So that's, I mean. That's I mean, why
3: you do exterminatus.
2: Yeah. You destroy uh, an- it,
3: There's one. a ter- really permanent nice... solution
1: to, ter- to a temporary problem.
3: Yeah. It, it's a really nice description in. Do you remember the old Inquisitor game? Oh yeah, where where there's like a like a a really good same in the Battle War. I think there's like when the Inquisitor writes about like southern planets are getting wiped out in exterminators. It's really nice how they they just write down like, well, you know, the price that you pay by destroying an entire planet is is like lesser than what would happen if that planet would fall to chaos.
0: Yeah. Everything has its price. Everything has its limit. Basically,
1: yep. yeah. Yeah. So what speak- was the what was no. the, the 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 inquisitor that was banned from being an inquisitor because he for uh, he got some intel that the tyrannids were coming? Wasn't that also just after the heresy that he started blowing up planets? That was a little later
0: on. I think that was a couple of a uh, couple of millennia further down the line.
1: Because it's pre Gaunt's Ghost, like think oh yeah, yeah it's
3: not the and or anything it's like something else
1: yeah it's it's the guy before ice Eisen, and eisenhorn it's a but you're not
3: thinking about the like inquisitor novel when he actually travels the webway and goes to the emperor there's i can't really remember which other novel there is about an inquisitor i'm too old and senile <laughs>
0: <laughs> well before your senility kicks in freddie what do you have any favorite short stories
3: which nails
0: mm-hmm
3: that is like the first time you get the whole You get the my favorite captain captainess I should say uh you get like Karn you get uh angron because I I'm kind of biased like my first proper proper dedicated army was world leaders and I kind of liked that how they went from gladiatory to like really no like more noble than any of the loyalist legions ever and they were noble pre-heresy as well. As yep. in like before the Primarch and how their nobility kind of made them downfall by having the butcher's nails to honor their Primarch and uh, yeah, shit just went bad. And it how Angram well. like if you read the backstory and if you remember the old fluff, how Angram was supposed to be like the the general for for like the Empress Forces. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, like, super tragic. I think there was... Um, you get hinted in some of the Black Library books, like, you know, uh, Vulcan was supposed to be the gatekeeper, Magnus was supposed to see, uh, sit at the golden throne, and so on, and so on, and, like, uh, Conrad was supposed to be the, the judge for the Imperium, um, Was it like, the <laughs> artisans, and so on. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, that the product that they became, due to the planets they lied on, there's like a big debate about if it was planned where they were supposed to land, but mm-hmm. from the emperor, but from chaos, or from we don't really know. Like the mother, because there is a mother. There's not just a dad.
0: Oh yeah, that's that's very much Spoiler related, spoilers. The spoilers into the late <laughs> yeah. late siege of terror books. Um, very much so. I mean, yeah, it's. I I I do feel bad for I've always felt bad for the world eaters, and but the butcher's nails really drives that point home. No pun intended.
1: Isn't her name
0: Astarte's? No, it's not. I can't remember her name. Yes, it is. Is it? It is.
1: Yeah, I think
3: it is.
0: Is it? I didn't
1: think it was. They're they're all named after her, like the the Astartes and. All the space oh, Are they really?
0: Wow. Okay, my bad. I missed that. See, I need to. I need to go back and listen to that again. That's that's big. I did. See, uh, this is why I love talking about the stories because I always, no matter what, I always feel like I pick up. Oh, so there's a, a lot
3: of fucking books.
0: Oh yeah, yeah there are. But I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to give you mine and then sort of move on so we can get roughly towards the end of what we're talking about. Um, In true fashion, I'm going with an Iron Warrior short story, but it's Iron Corpses, uh, which is... uh, or uh, Yeah, Iron Corpses, which is... I think it's only about five, six-minute audio drama, maybe a bit longer. Um, It feels like five or six minutes, but it's basically um, set on Talon, after they've, um, after the life eater virus has been dropped. Um, and I've got this guy's name almost, almost remembered. It's the It's almost, I always remember it as Copernicus, which is not right, but he's basically an iron warrior. Um, I, I think he's, he's either a tech Marine or a siege breaker or something along those lines. He is a warsmith. You know, I'm trying to remember that because it, it, he definitely had knowledge. Because it's, I, I love it's war- the Titan. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, long story short, he says, "Fuck this! I'm not going to die. I'm going to find a way to keep living." Which is very iron warriorish very stubborn, very moving forward, all that sort of jazz. And he fucking well effectively hot-wires a Titan, a Warlord Titan, to get him back in the fight. And you know, it shows that he, he's willing to put himself through pain to clear uh, to clear his um, clear his pain. You know, his, his infection. He basically lulls the the loyalist moderati, who's in charge of the or princeps, who's in charge of the titan, into a false sense of security, takes him over, and then basically through a combination of like pain inducement, psychic, you know, psych controlling, and all this sort of stuff. Hot wire's a fucking Titan. I mean, to me that's almost what's not the anti- to like? <laughs> Well, yeah, what's not to like? I mean, it's it's almost the antithesis of exactly what um the Iron Warriors are like. They they are stubborn, they refuse to die, they will find a way to try and fix the problem, and they will, if possible, overcome, or more likely, die trying. Um, but they never count themselves out. Others might, or they might see them in a certain way, but they never count themselves out. And it is the most bombastic way to save yourself. I mean, let's be fair. It it, it is just insane. It's like hot wiring yourself into a seven forty seven to just, you know, get out of wherever you are right now.
1: Um Well, if but... you're gonna do it, you should do it with Fucking yeah. <laughs> like you should go big or go home.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean, short of an Imperator, which would have been interesting, the warlord is pretty, pretty mint choice. Um And i just i mean there's so many things to take away from it like they dropped the life eater virus when their own forces were on the ground it's part of that acceptable loss doctrine that runs throughout the the iron warriors you know these guys didn't give up they're they're not against lying and deception but there's always a, a goal towards it and everything and i love it and i actually was i wanted to ask you know when we talk about these short stories could you actually build a gaming force from this? But I think basically it wouldn't be a very fun gaming force to have basically a Warsmith on a Titan. Um, so in the um, Titan or in the Titan. Yeah. In on, it'd be logistically it'd be on the back gate or whatever it would back door. But, you know, just the thought of having that as a gaming force feels a bit one-sided. So I'm not sure it'd be a fun one. Um, but i mean, I think that there's i I just like the thought that there are so many stories and events, and we've talked i mean you and I, Freddie, we've been talking about it since since the first episode, you know day one, we've talked about how much the fluff can influence how you build a force or whatever there is, and just just the stuff we've talked over this evening, i think it it shows so much potential for so many different forces that you could put together um you, know, you could come up with, you know, come up with a. Could you find a way of doing a pre nails uh, world eaters? Could you find a force that was built around Jago's actions, for example? Um, you know, maybe a stealthy ZM force or something, all armed with cudgels and whips for whatever reason. Um, you know, we need more all, whips. We need, we, we do need more whips. all the
3: electro whips?
0: well that's the slanash upgrade that's for sure um but you know there's so much that we can take from this and i i'm so thankful that it exists i genuinely am as a fan of this series um and the fact that they haven't they've been active in using it rather than doing like what bloody disney did with star wars expanded universe and basically wrote off and said, nope, none of those stories ever existed because there were some good stories, like the X-Wing series, the you know, they were origin
3: for Han Solo, like the old one.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I mean, yeah, all that sort of stuff, but it was, I'm glad they never, they never shied away from it, but they, they embraced it and that they did stuff with it. I mean, you can take a direct correlation to, um, betrayal at Kalth to the stories, you know, to the mark of Kalth It's an entire game starter box set. Stealth starter box set, whatever you want to call it based around the fact that the ultramarines, the world Eaters, the word bearers. Sorry, are trapped underground in arcologies. Beautiful. It's literally, it's literally, you know, you could, grind that down to maybe a couple of paragraphs from a book that they've turned into a, an entire game and i i just love it i really do but my big question to all you guys to you guys where should black library go next in relation to the heresy should they go back and look at more stories should they go forward you know what in your mind should they do next? If if they say they, they take the next three books to wrap up the conclusion, Horace, Emperor's back on the golden is on the golden throne, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Nice little bow on top. Where do they go next? It's a big question, I know, but where, where yeah. would you like to see things go?
3: I think they have so many gaps they have have to fill anyway. Mm-hmm. There's so many in between stories and not all the characters have been have had their uh historix re- resolved. Also um, one easy thing they would do is uh you remember in every single codex from back in the day in 40k mm-hmm. uh, there's always a story about what happens to the Primark and that like the easy way around would be to do a story about every single Primark, mm-hmm. like how they disappear or what's going on. Like Lima Ross story about it. What's leading up to him leaving into, like, the warp to go and pick fruits into the Garden of Nurgle.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Why, why did fucking uh, Roger
0: Dorn die? Jagatai's last ride kind of thing.
3: Yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. That's that's like the easy bang of the buck for the Black Ibrary. But there's a lot of tight. Ty- like, either they keep going, because they'd already started the scouring series, so they could expand on that, or they go back and revisit it and start doing like like they're doing forty K. Uh stories that don't that either uses characters that are already in the stories mm-hmm. or characters that haven't been named before.
0: Nice. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Anders, Joachim, you guys got any other things to
2: add well, on to I mean, that? I mean, when when they lose. They mm-hmm. are chased back to the, the eye of uh, terror. Mm-hmm. That could be a couple of books, I guess. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you want to know what happens because they, they fucking deal with all the traitor's home planets.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I must admit. I called, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yep, go. On.
2: No, but the mock up could be how many books? Is... Yeah, like a lot of books. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would see. Um, well, except for the obvious that they need to make more audio stuff, but uh, for the heresy, um, I would, I would like like some uh, some stories about maybe not the the first captains or or something like that for each chapter, but like a few named characters get their own like book and like this is how they saw the the heresy uh from from uh their perspective
0: almost like a below decks kind of yeah um, like, uh,
1: yeah instead of it being like uh you follow karn around you follow uh the 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 guy below karn as he's watching what they are doing and and stuff like that or um uh maybe Garrow's. uh instead of following just Nathaniel garrow you follow uh, a soldier in uh, Nathaniel garrow's uh uh command routine or like you follow like one step below the the main character mm-hmm. uh, i would think that that would be be really cool to get another yet another perspective mm-hmm I
0: wouldn't. I must admit, I wouldn't. Two things that come to mind. I wouldn't mind seeing some more stuff from the human perspective, a bit more like um, uh, Legion. You know, the the Dan Ablett's Legion, where you get you get more of the human interaction um, when it comes to the war. I think that could be interesting, and I'd very much like to see the Iron Cage, just because I want to really read about um, Imperial fists. Suffering uh, because that's just music to my ears. Uh, So that's a bit selfish. Um, Joachim, you got any thoughts, bud?
2: Yeah, I think the changes of all the traitor legions. Of course, I mean, turning into Chaos God. If we know the Space Marines, not all of them will fall. Mm -hmm. Some will once again go against authority say this is wrong. So there will be internal strife as well in the Traitor Legions when the demons reveal themselves and say that, all right, now we're going home to the fuckery. Come with us. You can do, I think, a a lot of stories there when they try to either break free to become warbands on their own or returning to the humanity. You could do a lot of stuff there. And as and as I said before, why not make a revisit to not just the first captains, mm-hmm. but turn into some battles and, and give the transition of how how were they thinking, what were the tactics and so on. You can spin on a lot of stuff, I would
0: say. I wouldn't mind seeing some more like Zone Mortalis actions described. Yeah a close quarters fighting that's something I'd really like to to read a bit more uh, about.
3: Hell, if Black Library ever runs out of ideas, they can use do fuck loads of books about alpha legion co core co-op missions and shit. Mm-hmm. So like that book uh, when they kind of uh, reactivate the sleeping cell on Terra and shit. Praetor of was it Praetor of dawn or was it Praetor of Oh, Praetorian of Terra. Is that yeah. like the book where yeah.
0: Something like, like that, yeah.
3: They they can do a gazillion books of those because Alpha Legion Factory never ends.
0: <laughs> that is far, far too true. Um, well, I think before before we wrap it up, I just I want to give you guys any sort of final thoughts you, that we haven't covered or you wanted to mention about Black Library or the heresy body of work in general. Anything like that?
2: Well, I mean, it builds the fluff of your army. Mm-hmm. Both the back books and, of course, the Legion books. But uh, I, for example, uh, building my entire Night Lords is turning towards Sevatar and his uh, first company, only Terminators, instead of doing the same old, same old route with Night Lords and just doing Terror Assault. So oh. you can you can find stuff everywhere. That inspires you to build something else than the general's thought of how an army should be.
1: Anything from you, Anders? No, uh, I'm just gonna keep on building my uh, my heresy, <laughs> my Sons of Horus. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. That's why I ramble.
0: It's okay, my dude. You don't have to have an answer. It's the best <laughs> part about this stuff. That's why we love being able to go off on tangents, right, Freddy?
1: That is right.
0: That's what we do. <laughs> Green it's how it's how we do stuff. Um, you got any last thoughts, Freddy, before we we move on to our listener questions and then wrap up I, w- I want more
3: books, Black Library, right <laughs> Do More, more books, stuff. just do it. And I want more. Uh, like the one thing I really miss with the new ones is the the one thing that is missing from the Black Book is the uh, taste and feel of uh, like background story in a historical pr- perspective because seeing the one thing as a person that runs events and writes my own fluff mm-hmm. i think that having a historical narrative summary guideline really helps me as a game master
0: yep i miss those mm-hmm. like it um well i'm gonna leave it on, on those three smart answers because they're they're, they're way more than I can come up with right now. Um so that that's sort of been our our, our current thoughts on Black Library and, and their work and where they've gone and where they could go. So hopefully you've enjoyed listening to, to that topic. Um but now we have some we have some questions for for our for us uh from our listeners. Um so um this one is a two part question. It comes from Gaz. I believe he's in New Zealand. Um, first up, uh, it's all going to kind of blend into one because it's a lot of conversation about heavy units, super heavy units. So the question is Can you comment if anyone has used Knights or Warhand Titans? How have they performed? You know, how have super heavies um, performed within, excuse me, hiccups, within 2.0 for you? Have you had a chance to play with them? Have they made a big impact? Are they less scary now? What What are you
1: I think you cut off. He disappeared. He got tired of the question and went to home.
0: Did yeah. I? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Basically, uh, what were what are your thoughts on knights and warhounds and super heavies in general? Big, the big toys. How, how what's your experience been with them in version two?
1: I I haven't had a direct uh, uh, meeting with them myself, but you uh, will, a good friend of our. I think you've met him a few times as well.
0: Um, quite well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, he uh, he took one. Uh, he took a warhound out in uh, turn two. The last time he played one uh, with his word uh, wor- word bearers, uh, so I don't I don't think they're as big of a threat anymore. But then again, he the guy was facing off against Uwell, and I think that's uh,
0: that's his word bearers, right?
1: Yeah, and that, yeah, that's yeah. a mistake you shouldn't really do. All, all, <laughs> all the fucking uh, dreadnoughts in the entire
3: universe.
1: Oh yeah, and all all the last cannons everywhere. Uh, I think he he was like, yeah, I looked at it and I thought, eh, not that scary. And then I killed it around turn two. Yikes.
0: (laughs) Christ, I I remember when they were like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Well,
3: Warhounds has never been really like super scary. But um, Nights has been like kind of an issue at times, but I don't think. I don't think knights are that bad, like they're they're not good anymore
2: either.
0: You don't think so?
3: No, they're not like super scary.
2: I mean, are they worth playing?
0: No, dreadnoughts are very scary. Are they, are they worth playing? Do you think are they fun to play with still? Would you, would you say they could be They're fun to play with?
3: Uh, I think they're fun to play with. I think they add flavor, but Mm -hmm. they're not like broken or anything. Um, and yeah. and they it, it's I don't know, I I think the whole point thingy for some things in thirty case needs to be adjusted because now basically if you compare a Titan to let's say a contemptor dreadnought, yep. it's not really the same thing it what it used to be.
0: So the balance level between the two units is is a lot closer together rather than further apart like it used to be. Yeah. Well that's worrying. Oh, dear. Um, okay. okay, well, so, you know, what about other Super Heavies, like Super Heavy tanks and stuff like that? Have you had a chance to play with those? Do you Again, do they fit? I mean, Joachim, you and I, how many times have we talked about the bloody changes on certain things, especially um, for your Night Lords and Super Heavies? I've had enough chats back and forth about the changes of rights of war and, and stuff like that and making it a lot, a lot harder to... Uh, Suddenly, run, you know, super heavy tanks that you've put hours of painting into. I mean, Freddie, have you you used any big super heavies recently?
3: I've used my Macedon, which is still super overly priced and really bad. But uh, otherwise, the other super other super heavies are about the same as they used to be.
0: Yeah,
3: like the you you get what you get from the Falchion and and all those other stuff. Like there's no big big uh, surprise.
0: Okay, so there's not not a huge, huge difference so far is no. in, in that sort of tank and that sort of thing. Okay, um, so let's uh, go on to the next question, which is from Chris Page. Um, and he asks, "What's the most interesting Legion stroke right of war in version two, and why?" It's a big open question, but what have you found so far? What what maybe maybe it's easier to ask. Your Legion of Choice, what's the best right of war and how have you, you know, sort of found it in, in version two? So I'm going to throw that at you, Freddy.
3: Uh, that would be Iron Hands. I actually like the head of a Gorgon and I think it really works well with the Legion. And that's because I fucking love, uh, I love my grab guns.
0: So just bring me up to speed on head of the Gorgon. What, what is
3: the the Gorgon is that you can basically have your tactical uh, support squad have grab um, guns instead. And okay. also it gives your tanks a chance to outflank. Oh, nice. Which is super nice.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
3: and it uh, kind of gives you some extra perks on your tanks as well. It, it is very similar to how it used to be like, there's no, no difference.
0: No massive gameplay difference, no, or, I anything.
3: No, massive massive gameplay, but it, it's really super flavoursome,
0: mm-hmm. I think. Cool. Um, Anders, yourself, I mean, I don't know if you had a chance to, if you got many games in, but do you do you have like a go-to, or what you're built your go-to right of all that you're building your army around, or?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find my book right now. I know I have it in PDF format somewhere. That's the Libra Mechanicus. Oh, here. Hereticus. I can't remember. It's the one um, since I'm playing the Sons of Horus. I made them so that it's the uh, Sons of Horus. Here it is. Let's see. Um, Is it the Black Reaving? let's see. The Black Reaving is. Uh, reaver attacks, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, the black reaving where I can mm-hmm. take um, reaver attack squads, uh, as troop choices. Oh, nice. uh, and they also, yeah, and they also gain, uh, they, they gain troop, uh, line, and uh, I get to deep strike, um, uh, just terminators. That's big. They gained deep, yeah, they gained the Deep Strike. So I have uh, currently in my possession, I have 35 Cataphractic Terminators. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to see yes. how many of them I can make into Yesterans before I start to cry. All of
0: them. <laughs> all of them, yeah. yeah. All of them, my dude. Make you know, that a reality.
1: I have four, uh, yeah, 35... Uh, uh, Twenty of them are from no wait ten of them are from the the dark heresy or the dark um, age of darkness box and the rest of them are forge world uh, standardized ones and uh, yeah I uh, I kind of want to try it uh, but uh, I'm I'm also looking at the um, the other one the long march isn't really that good. Um, they, uh, they, um, they only gave us those two. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I must take uh, the 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 one that's not it. the, the Black Reaving doesn't actually give me any negatives. It's like oh, I have to take uh, uh, Master of Signals, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Uh, the Everyone only thing takes is to, him these days. So. <laughs> yeah, the only thing is that I have to include more fast attack choices than heavy support choices. So I uh, I bought myself um, I bought myself uh, the the snipers. Is it the the seeker seekers mm-hmm. seekers? What? Yep, with the sniper rifles from Forge World, I bought ten of those, so I can actually have some some heavy support. But yeah, no, I played the the Black Reaving.
0: Nice, and you're enjoying that one. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm glad to hear that, Joachim, buddy. Yes. Rights of Wars. Do you have? uh, Is there one that stood out to you? One that you enjoy more than others? Um, I mean, we
2: playing Night Lords has been like you've been on the on the shit end of the stick for a long while. And mm-hmm. now when the Liber Hereticus came, they just took the turn for it. and up the antis. Uh, you can do the Terror Assault with Snipers, Curse, and just go fucking bananas on everything. Everyone cries and runs away. But I'm doing uh, Savatar, with this Pride of the Legion. I'm just trying Ooh. to get as many Terminator bodies in as possible. <laughs>
0: and how many you mentioned some of them earlier how 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 many terminator bodies overall are you managing to squeeze into a list
2: so well, far i i so far on like 2500 i have 15 terminators 16 terminators uh and some other stuff
1: but if you <laughs> rookie go numbers it, man you have to bump those numbers up
2: yeah yeah i mean I that's, that's, that's on on 2000 points uh So, if you double that up, or if you go 3000 points, you could probably do like at least 40 Terminators. Uh, But the thing is, with Savatar, he has to have a bodyguard unit, otherwise, someone's going to squish him. And then you lose all the perks. Yeah, that's um, true. That's a a, a round number of 500 points to give him a command squad and some vehicles to ride it. And in this game, you have to have at least a few contemptors to be. To survive,
3: okay, three or four, or maybe ten.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, but the thing is with Contemptors, I, I think that you should do some sort of thing for yourself. Oh, one Contemptor per thousand points could be a good number. Uh, otherwise, just it's just going to be Terminator, no, no, Dreadnought, and, and uh, Last Cannon spam. And if that's your thing, you do that, I won't play you. Mm-hmm. So well, maybe,
3: hashtag you should try out, are very and here is the Centurion rules.
0: Now, actually, hint, hold, hint, hint. hold that thought, because that's actually something, that's the third question. But what I wanted to say was very quickly, was that although I haven't been playing much, I haven't been playing at all in version two yet, what I have been liking is that there seems to be with a n- number of the different rights of war, um, there seems to be very big payoffs, but there's also a lot of potential chances for that stuff to go wrong, um, which I really like i mean for an example, again, I like um, uh, the the i 'm going to be running pale hunters for as long as I can make it work um, and the the benefit is you get some really nice stat boosts boosts if you come in from um uh, what do you call it? If you come in from uh, outflanking, uh, problem is that has a that has a failsafe that can go wrong, and your enemy can really screw you with it. So it's 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 got a it's got a genuine risk and reward. Maybe the risk isn't as high, but it's got um, to put you off from doing it. But it's got got a good risk and reward. I, I like to see rights of war that allow that. You know, they have a big re a big reward but the risk matches it Uh, because that that way it feels it feels like you're playing you're making a gambit you know this is so and so you know Ragnar Ulfmane, or whatever you want to call you your dude it's his gambit to try and get his three best units in via outflank if it works he's a hero if it fails he's gonna get uh gutted by his own people kind of thing you know, again it comes back to adding in a bit of story and I I genuinely like that. Um so yeah, I can't speak to the question uh directly, uh, Chris, but hopefully that gives you some insight to what we think about Legion Rights Awards. Um, okay. Now the third one, we've had this question before. This is actually an expansion on that question, but I want to take a, a slightly more um zoomed out version of it because again this is a question about our take on the legion uh, on the um panoptica libra panoptica um faq stroke house rules whatever you want to refer it uh refer to it as but what i wanted to talk about was um what because this is from david and he's and uh, john backs him up on this one asking about what our thoughts are on the panoptica and, and supplemented stuff. Um, again, I think we need to do a, a uh, an episode on all of that in the future, but what are your general thoughts on community driven FAQs? You um, give me this
3: question because you know my answer.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> That's why I saw, saw this, this is a softball in your case. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to leave you to last. I'm going to go to Anders. What, what are your thoughts on them?
1: I haven't been. Uh, I haven't been playing enough to to know uh, like uh, about them. Or, well, I know about them, but I haven't been playing enough to like really encounter and and seeing the differences and how it's it's balancing stuff out mm-hmm. yet so i think i need to put some more i need to 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 put some more time in at the table and go over them really like go over them much much more
0: well i mean well, okay that's a very fair point of view and i i totally agree with you um but what what's your general thoughts on the fact that people are going out of their way to make their own adjustments on the big maybe on the bigger scale of the question well maybe what it says about gw or that how they run their games you got any thoughts in that direction
1: yeah Um uh, i miss the so i used to play a lot of fantasy battles before it became the, the age of sigma and we used to have a a, a thing called the comp lister yeah a, a competition where you, where you got like um the harder your army was the, the 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 lower the comp was so mm-hmm. I think if it's bring if it's bringing back like elements of that more into because right now it's very what I've seen is very unbalanced and from what I've heard at the tournaments and stuff like that um, because I'm very I, I build my lists very fluffy mm-hmm. like I don't I don't Go for the last cannon spam and, and stuff like that. I I might have to if I want to win anything. But uh, if if they're if they're writing it to kind of decrease that, uh, the the uh, the 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 thing that you actually have to like go spamming something or go super last cannon heavy on stuff. I think it's 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 for the better. Maybe maybe Games Workshop didn't like. Thing. so I don't think they account for uh the human like uh, what do you call the murphy's law or uh what you call human
0: the human element. element
1: yeah like that oh no one's ever gonna spam last cannons why would they do that that's not the spirit of the game yeah but if you give people enough like if you give them the option they will mm-hmm. so I think if it's if it's trying to solve that i'm i'm, I'm all for it like if it's trying to be a a sort of comp guide, or Mm. or similar. I think that's what uh, Heresy is missing, like a good comp.
0: What about yourself, Joachim?
2: Oh,
1: I hate comp.
2: (laughs) Uh, And the reason why I hate comp is because either you play the game with the tools you're you're given, or you don't. Because every comp is going to make the game worse in one way for some person. Because here's my thing on community stuff. People suck, in general, on killing your darlings. Which means if you're making units or if you're making rules, you always see the benefit that you want. And you don't see that this is too OP, or this is too down cost, or high cost. People aren't taking the whole concept of what they are building. They're just nitpicking, and that's what's wrong with community FAQs and community stuff. Um, In general, I would say that as I try to do events, I will try to make missions that makes last cannon spam pointless or twenty five dreadnoughts pointless. So try to write the. Narrative down to this is what you are in the sort of a comp. You can only bring this or that to make it more even play field. And the second thing is to make missions more geared towards you have to have troops, otherwise, you lose. And also, if you lose, no,
3: no troops, you snooze. And yeah, noose.
2: yeah, yeah. And, and I would say that. I would also like to write missions or campaigns, events, that it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. You can always give a campaign point by achieving some side mission or something, so you only lose with one point if the winner is given two points, so that it doesn't get uh, a quick decision on battle two out of five. Everyone realized the loyalists won. It should always be down to the last battle. So therefore, you want to have small amounts of victory points balancing the game so it doesn't turn away and and it's a clear win on uh, Battle 2. Nice. I thought about it.
0: And Freddy? Well, community stuff, and I
3: think that it has a place, and and basically this is where the hobby started from, and it will always be there, and it, it is always evolving. and to not use. OK, Games workshop is a set amount of people. They have a set amount of ideas and a set amount of, of goals in attention. We are thousands. We are legion, as someone would say in the say, <laughs> so, and, and to think that out of all of these things that people spend their pastime and passion because they get paid. We do this with passion. To not be able to find a little gem somewhere out there Uh, Or an idea that we find is fucking awesome, it's going to be hard. You know, a thousand monkeys will write uh,
2: Hamlet. Yeah, but the thing is, the whole community has to embrace it, and that's why you look at things like the Mourn of All. Or I think that Panoptica was way too soon. I mean, no one has hardly even tried the game. Yeah. Well that,
3: that's uh, like for, for our last scandals, we actually had like a long, long discussion and meeting because we already basically decided that we could rewrite and whole different version of the rules using like just the core rules, but we could tweak it in a way that we think is way more better and way more playable, and have what do you say like a version of comp as well when it comes to dreadnought and sort of amount of points. Mm-hmm uh but we elected not to do it because just as you said joking we thought that it's too soon it's way too early i think i think it needs i need it needs this year to be over before we start embracing little things like centurion was a small twerk that had a massive impact panoptica is a massive work and we don't really know what impact it will have. Like, I think it's really well done, but I don't know if, if all of us are ready for it yet, because we don't know the new version of the game good enough. We have had everyone that uh, is able to break the rules, as they always do, but I don't know. It's a bit too soon, I think.
1: That's very fair.
0: Yeah.
3: That's What's very the... fair. What's the...
1: What's the Centurion rules? Uh, the old ones or, or the new ones? The, the new ones. It's the second time you mentioned it, so I thought, mm, I should <laughs> know okay. about this. Well, it, it is it's a kind of a continuation
3: of the old ones where uh, it limit, limits certain uh, unit types and it kind of emph- emphasizes on other unit types. And it focuses more on smaller skirmishes we're talking about up to like 1500 points uh, and kind of units that
2: you build around that. Okay. Well, there we are. Then. And uh, just to clarify, comp is one thing and restrictions is another. If you say infantry only, uh, it's going to be a boarding force of. Yeah, that's
3: right. Uh, sorry, my my bad, my poor English. Yeah, that's completely right. Restrictions is like your restriction in use comp is if you kind of alter the limitations or point
2: plots for them. Yes, good. And I would say restrictions is the way to go instead of comp. But that
1: that's not the old comp. I remember you get the uh for comp you, you you make your army list say it's 2000 points and then you look at the comp guide and go okay what do i what do i get points for like uh as a separate point system It's like okay how much do i get like you get minus minus for having th- three uh contemptors with last cannons but i get some plus for having more uh normal uh tactical marines uh. Yeah,
2: and the, and the hard part there is taking in consideration what does the Legion rules do for your troops, for example. If you play Iron Hands, which are one of the strongest Legions, I think, without the Primarch uh, due to their Legion rule of minus one in strength and, and shooting at them. Yeah, mm. And then if you comp everything towards like, oh, if you take more infantry, it's better then the iron hands becomes twice as good. So that's why comp is so dangerous. Uh, same with restrictions, it can go si- say uh,
1: towards the, the same. bottoms up. Yeah. It fast.
2: Yeah, it can and that's why it's so important that the community talks about it and not just Freddy deciding on Friday night on this is going to be the comp. Here. He has to talk to some other people to just get other IDs and kill your darlings. Yeah. That's the most important thing, uh, if you're going to restrict or comp anything.
3: But my best restrictions are usually taken on Friday nights after,
2: like, 20 beers. Yeah.
0: Working together is where it's at, basically. Synergy.
2: And then it's kill your darlings the day after.
0: Mm-hmm. That's when the hangover kicks in, and you've got the anger to do it. Um well David and John, I hope that gives you some idea of general thoughts. It is gonna be its own episode. And I'm gonna wrap it up now because we've been going for quite a long time. We appreciate that you're still hanging around with us. Um I wanna say thank you to both Joachim and Anders for coming on at practically the last minute and saving our bacon. Um greatly appreciated, gents. Love the you're the, the part of the Discord community and Patreons and, and you're supporting us and we, we greatly appreciate it. Um here's to well what will be our next episode which will be our if planned well should be our end of year wrap up as I mentioned earlier with our um with our raffle for the Patreon and uh many other things as we look back at 2022 and the the basically what was um you know the first first full year of heresy. I think is a fair way of putting it under 2.0, maybe not first full year, but we're going to have a look back at it, everything we've talked about. And we will also be talking about our plans for the future for the podcast, our events and everything sort of moving forward into 2023. So I'm going to wrap it up now and say, it's a good night from me.
1: Pretty good night from me too. And a terrific night from me.
0: (laughs) And a good night from me. And remember guys, treat life like 30 k be anger on in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the ragged Heresy Podcast, signing off.